0: I think that'd be my advice for people who are sort of struggling to find their way, You know, find their career path is just like, take advantage of you know, where you're at and find some valuable lesson or something that you can take with you. I was never one to really look too far ahead. I found that if I got too ahead of myself, it was really scary and intimidating. And I think to help me stay on track, I just needed to focus on you know, what was right in front of me.
2: Is someone at my door? Or is it my what neighbor? The fuck? <laughs> Honestly, though, who,
1: it, what is that? Oh, my God. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was a giant hat. It was like a woman with the biggest hat on. She just left something at your front door. It was the biggest. Oh, big- my God.
2: It's Madeline. Your friend Madeline? Yeah. Why she- didn't she knock? Because she said she was just going to leave it. Oh my god, her! It was her little body and her big old hat. Oh my god, I love her. That was the biggest hat I've ever seen. You know, she inspires me because she literally does not put an ounce, a, a piece of her skin in the sun ever. I'm obsessed with that. I know you are. I need to get a hat like that. What was at the door? I don't know. Wow, she's such. What do you think it is? Cookies? I'm gonna get it. I don't. Oh god, probably not. All right, we're we're alive here on unpackaging. Just ice there's probably something that needs Lindsay to be Lindsay is iced. a neighbor that has a Tory Burch shoebox outside of her door for
1: 18 years because- Oh, she's the best. She thinks Tory Burch is so fucking cool that she has to have a Tory Burch shoebox outside of her Dude, door Dude, I free. think she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's been there for years. It's like, okay, honey, we get it. You've got your little ballet flats on. Got how, it. How well
2: does my- <gasps> <gasps> I know. Oh God, they're not gonna be here before we end today. Lindsay is sick. Can you do this with your voice? hello I'm scared can you do that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I asked Justin the other day I was like can you do this with your voice hello and he's like you've asked hello. me that once a year for five years I can't do that with my voice <laughs> <laughs> he's like you literally asked me that once a year and I can't do it <laughs> around this time every every summer every, year. every summer I ask if you can do it you know who can do it Anna Ferris. oh my god totally yeah she's really she's good at she's in the it.
2: scary movies yeah why the ice to keep that cold, that oh, was so sweet. There's it's so much ice, so nice. I love her. I've
1: never seen so much ice. <laughs> She's so sweet. What a doll! Lindsay literally is sick for two days and has like 100 people send her packages. It's, it's true, crazy. It's actually
2: <laughs> you got flowers, creepy. No one gives a shit not about me, not I'm creepy sick. at all, but like it's like blows my mind that yeah. I have so many. I don't even know, so many lovers, truly. <laughs> You take on. I've a gotten lot of soup. I've gotten bath salts. I've gotten smoothies. I've gotten actually guys want to know. Moon juice crisps. Hey, for all my ladies and fellas that are working
1: from home, a great way that I've found to take a break at home and kind of like feel like I'm different after the end of the day is to take a. Epsom salt bath. Yeah, so true. Um, so at the end of the day, at 5 35 whatever, I start drawing the bath. I get really nice warm water, and then I put so much Epsom salt in it. I just get my Epsom salt me from, last night from Amazon, and um, I take and it like helps to like remove all the negative energy. Your skin absorbs the magnesium, so it's mm-hmm. a great way for your body to relax to rejuvenate. I do it in silence, or I listen to four thirty two hertz music. And it kind of changes my perspective from work into relaxation for the night. So that's a great way to do it. I freaking love that. I was, I put on my stories. I was like, how do you guys like turn off? Because I feel like lately, I just keep getting pulled back to the computer. Like I just keep finding things to do or things to respond to or whatever for the tour. And this girl DM me, she's like, I put my computer in the trunk of my car. (laughs) Isn't that fucking amazing? Oh my God. She's like no literally at the she's like I actually do that at the end of the day I'll put my computer in the trunk of my car because I can't I don't want to get on it. I mean that's genius. I love that.
2: I was like you're the best. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I love that. I I shut my computer down.
1: That's I literally not shut for it down. Cuz it takes it. a
2: while to like boot back up. So I'm like yeah, it's too True. long.
1: Yeah. Well it's like and then I'll look at my phone and be like, oh, I should turn on my computer again." So I just like keep going back to it. It's like so fucking
2: annoying. Yeah, you got to practice that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? But like, but things get done. You have to balance out with your self-care that you're doing, time with Justin, all those things. Yeah. You know, yeah. we all do. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I clearly wasn't taking care of myself as I should. I'm I like, I don't know oh. if that's
1: it, but yeah.
2: I mean... I could have been just chilling a little bit more, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a virus though. It's a what? It's a virus though. Yeah. So you picked it up. But I was weak enough to get it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was weak.
2: You were weak. <laughs> it's weakness. Is that a segue? No. <laughs> 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 well, we had the pleasure.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you about my favorite deodorant. So. Yeah, literally. I've been using Schmitz. Schmitz. Naturals for a couple months now. I use their charcoal magnesium natural deodorant. I like it because of the texture. So the consistency is really nice. It's like in a normal deodorant container, it goes on really nicely. It stays on. The smell is bomb. It works. I've used a lot. Some are too gooey. Some are too wet. Mm -hmm. Some just don't have the consistency that I like. So I've been using Schmitz for a long time. I like their the smells that they have. So when we connected with them and the team, Allie and all the girls at Schmitz Natural, Schmitz, Oh man.
2: Schmitz. Schmitz Natural. (laughs) Point to me every time you want to say it and I'll say it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was really excited. They are listeners. They're lovers of the pod. So they hooked us up with Jamie.
1: They hooked us up with some amazing product. They're one of our sponsors now. So um, you can get the natural deodorant. You can get their amazing toothpaste, which I use their toothpaste all the time, they have cool flavors like coconut lime. The charcoal is really good. Um, so basically, I love
2: the charcoal. It's
1: bomb. It's so, so it's it's the spot for all your natural products. So we were introduced to the brand. We're users of the brand, and then we got to meet Jamie.
2: Yeah, Jamie um, is one of those like from the ground up entrepreneurs so that like is kind of like shows us her blueprint, and we're like, oh, okay, it can be done.
1: She's making me laugh too. <laughs>
2: She's She's so funny. I
1: loved hanging out with her. She was
2: like, she was like under the radar funny. She's under the radar
1: funny, man.
2: She'd say something where you're like, (laughs)
1: "Dude, yeah." It was just like she's because she's sweet because she's so sweet and kind. So sometimes you know when people are sweet and kind, you're like, you don't expect it, and then she would just make me laugh. But I mean, she's a she's a baller. Like she's so cool. You know, she she was really raw and open, and I really loved how she was talking about how she never knew her path and for mm. a long time she really didn't know what she was doing. She never felt like um, she understood why she was in the jobs she was in, um, and she really just followed her heart to Portland and then started Schmidt's um and then grew it from there and now I mean, look at her.
2: It's major. major. It's changed her entire life. It's changed the lives of so many people yeah. all over the world yeah. because of the option to go natural with these everyday products. So many people are realizing that the products they're using are toxic and poisonous to their bodies. So it's yeah. really good that they have this option. So yeah. And I really
1: like how, so uh, Schmidt's just got bought um, by Unilever, mm-hmm. which is really exciting for Jamie. Congratulations. We're so happy for her. And I really loved the way that she talked about that. And really, mm-hmm. um, and I can, am completely aligned that these natural products, we want to get them in the hands of as many people as possible. Yeah. So it, to do that, to allow most Americans or consumers have access to these products, partnering with a company like that makes perfect sense so that you can get them into more stores, you can have more distribution centers, etc. cetera. So I really liked that thought process behind it. And Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for you guys to try Schmitz. It's the best. So almost 30 is the code. Get a discount.
2: Yeah. So enjoy this episode. Make sure you join our secret Facebook group if you haven't already. Tell your friends to join. Uh, We're growing this community. Yeah. And we're going on tour. So uh, find us on the road. Yeah. We are going to be in San Francisco, mid June. We are going to be in Boston and New York in July. We have a new LA event, end of July. Um, all of this is on our website, so you can check it out. We are going to be in Dallas and Austin in September. So we're at The adding... Soho house this summer in LA. Yeah. So many things going on. So I know it can be confusing. So just check our website. Yeah. Everything's there. All right, guys, we love you. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy.
0: Where'd you grow up in the Midwest? Michigan. Oh, where? Michigan. Yeah. Um, the east side of the state mm-hmm. called Frankenmuth. It's mm-hmm. a little German tourist town. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. People have either heard of it and been there and love it, or they're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm from Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Okay. I've been Michigan Not too far. a lot. Okay. Yeah.
1: Not too far. We had a house in Walloon Lake. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's like a maybe a six-hour drive. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. It's a little. Yeah. That's so funny. Michigan's the best. It's very the yeah, best. I know. we are so nice.
0: My, my parents are still there, so they I are. Visit a lot.
1: In yeah. Oh, yeah. the same German town? Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Was there German settlers and there's kind of just yeah, a German Yeah, it was founded
0: vibe? by some German people. I, I don't know the whole history of it, but if you call 1-800-FUN-TOWN, it's, you'll reach our city. <laughs> <laughs> I it would
2: comes think that, over the loudspeakers in the town. They're like, you're getting a call. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would think that would
1: be like porn.
2: Well, I know. 200 right? oh fun god, town. Oh my god, you right. That's so honey, funny, honey. That's like porn. <laughs> <laughs> but there's built like it's going over to the town. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Welcome, so Jamie. True. This is how we roll. <laughs>
2: yeah. So we in, in Michigan, like growing up, were you were you always interested in yeah. kind of like natural products, like, it, or was it like the Portland thing that kind of like? it jumps was, yeah, it was more Portland. I mean, yeah. growing up, it was yellow that was a mystery to me
0: and i you know we just bought whatever products were on sale and you know didn't really think twice about it but we didn't have options you know we just shop at the local grocery store and
1: yeah call it a day so how'd you get interested in it
0: yeah are we on Are we? Mm -hmm. oh Oh, yeah yeah. oh yeah (laughs) this is the real deal yeah um Yeah, I mean, just being in Portland, it was it was the maker movement back in 2010. I mean, everybody was doing something, right? Like whether um, they were in a band or maybe they were making a product for a farmers market. Like there were a lot of people making hot sauces or um, candles or whatnot. And so it was sort of my quest to find myself and you know and kind of explore that creative side. I just wanted to kind of fit in, just feel like I was doing my cool thing because otherwise <laughs> I just kind of felt left out. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, body care products is really where I found my niche and got a quick, uh, quickly gained a reputation around the city for, you know, being that person making these really cool products from by hand.
1: Wow. And you were working at the time?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Were you
1: working at the facility?
0: Yes. Okay. So okay. yeah, like the, the residential facility. Um it was, it was a hobby. I mean, I definitely had no plans at that time to like go all in on a business. Like I didn't know what, you know, what it really meant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely um, sort of satisfied an, an itch, you know, outside of uh, the normal career path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've had so many jobs. I was always trying to find myself. I have a degree in business. I have a master's in sociology and had tried all sorts of different things. And actually when I started working with the kids that had, um, you know, the mental and behavioral health issues, that was more of an attempt to sort of change my direction and do something more meaningful.
2: Mm. So
0: I found my true meaning with Schmitz though. I mean, making products for people, you know, and changing their lives by offering something healthy and effective has been so rewarding. It's definitely the right path for me. Yeah. So you were in Michigan. Did you go to college in Michigan? Yeah. I got my undergrad from Michigan State. It was a big 10 school. So it was definitely like that whole, you know, party scene with frat and sororities. What, you're in a sorority? No. (laughs) There
1: you go. I definitely Mm
0: -hmm. was like yeah, I was doubting even being there for a while. I was like, I don't know if I fit in here. because mm-hmm. Being on campus, the first question people will ask you too is like, what's your major? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like this defining thing of like, oh, I'm going to school for this or that. But for me, I didn't know, you know, no. and like that question was was intimidating and
1: annoying. Well, no one goes to college and is like, well, I want to be like an account manager yeah. at like a tech, right? you know, like firm which does data processing for fortune 100 companies you know what I mean right like you like are never in the job that you like go not unless you're a doctor for the most part doctor lawyer like I guess you go into business but that's general business but it applies to so much that no one really knows
0: right yeah it seemed like everybody had it figured out though and I was you know kind of faking it <laughs> mm.
2: I mean yeah, yeah same I didn't have it figured out yeah. though. or I thought I had it figured out and mm. then things just like completely went right. the other way and you're like uh Okay, it's something about that
0: scene I think at those big 10 universities. It's yeah. like all yeah. about, you know, the education and I think
1: sports, sport, right?
0: Yes, huge yeah. huge sports scene and, you know, tailgating parties and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like we're so young. Like when you right after high school so just jump into college and try to, you know, know what you're doing. It's ridiculous. I liked
1: college but not really.
0: Yeah, where did you, you go?
1: I, I went to Miami Ohio. Okay. And I just was kind of depressed a lot you don't really do anything like you have class, but it's like 10 hours, 12 hours a week, maybe mm-hmm. 15, 20. I guess 20 is a lot. And then you should be studying. But there's, a, I don't know. I don't, I didn't find many people that were loving what they were studying or mm-hmm. you were given the opportunity to study that you really loved. Mm-hmm. I had to take like languages. I had to take like all this bullshit stuff that I'm like, I don't want to do that or I'm not interested in that, but I'm forced to do it.
0: Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm, then I'm I in wore my gray, hip. Ohio. Yeah, right, Yeah, the Midwest had a different kind of feel. Yeah. Um, But I would wear my headphones. In class just to like prove some point or something like was,
1: to be like I was
0: too cool to learn uh, isn't that funny and they like damn they're like hey Jamie
2: uh you going you're like yeah yeah I'm listening to a great <laughs> podcast it was those huge like, classrooms though, I love that like, your type what your type A
0: let you do that I know well I was fighting the type A back then mm, yeah fuck. I've embraced it now no one said anything to you well it was those huge classrooms and the you know the professors couldn't even really see what's happening what are you oh. listening to I am probably hip-hop yeah oh my god you <laughs> like guys who? what oh my all of it i was yeah that's amazing yeah like who i can name drop yeah please do. <laughs> all right let's see i was in I was in school i went to college in 1996 through 2000 so who was i listening to back then probably just mm. Nas. the whole dre Nas. yes we Nas had. i remember like bumping Nas in the room um we, we had poster we had all these hip-hop posters in our dorm room too and a lot of black light posters and then we would fill 40 ounce <laughs> beer bottles with um highlighter water do you have you heard of this so you take an empty 40. And you um, fill it with water and then you drop like the tip of a highlighter in it and uh-huh. it'll like make highlighter water and then it glows with black light. And then you drink it? You don't drink it but no. it's like
1: <laughs> No, like, it's just It water. makes you younger? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, but it I was like it was
0: cool it? With, the, um, with the black light. Cool. So it was like a black light poster so like party. but you had like the black light 40 cool. bottles. Yeah. Oh,
2: and you so funny. <laughs> Wait, can we get Nas like using Schmidt's right? Like right. That would take, you know what I mean? You never know. He might already yeah use it.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I see like, where was I? I was in New Orleans and I saw, we were, at, I went to some vegan restaurants and mm-hmm. seeing like the diversity of people at vegan restaurants
0: mm-hmm.
1: warms my heart. Yeah. I'm like, That's awesome. Dude, like that is, makes me fucking happy mm-hmm. that, you know, v- different types of people, not just like, you know, certain types of like people are eating vegan restaurants or open to it is like so amazing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think it's a newer thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Like five years
1: ago, that wouldn't be the trend. Yeah. The clean yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. It's that. still
0: making its way. I think like, you know, back, going back to where I grew up again in this tiny town in Michigan, like mm-hmm. at a, not, not not easy to find a vegan restaurant, but you know, an option here and there on the, yeah. menu, on the menu maybe.
1: Did you feel sad in college? Like, did you ever feel like, and then when you're maybe moved to Portland, like feel lost because you didn't know mm-hmm. what you wanted to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if "sad" is the right word, but more just like I don't know, kind of rebellious and just like yeah. refusing to. To figure it out, mm. you know, I was like, I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like everybody else is on this path, but I just felt like I needed more time. Yeah. yeah I had fun. I mean, I, I did, you know, definitely take advantage of the party scene and, and do all that. But wait, sometimes we, my roommate and I would hang out with people off campus too. And we thought they were cooler
2: because they totally <laughs> do you know. off campus. They're like townies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But then um, pretty quickly after I graduated um, from college, I moved to Chicago
1: mm-hmm.
0: just to kind of a next step you know, towards something Obviously, bigger. Michigan and, State,
1: Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you live in Chicago?
0: Um, it was Wick, or Wick, not Wicker Park. That was my favorite neighborhood, but uh-huh. it was Lincoln Square. It was uh-huh. Northwest. Uh-huh. Um, I was there about five years and it was awesome, but that was, that's a lonely city, I think. I don't know. It's hard to get around and, mm. you know, if you have a friend that lives across town, you don't really see him because it's like a huge commitment just to like, you know, cab over there, whatever. But, um, but again, it might've just been my place at that time, mm-hmm. you know. My, and
1: what were you doing for work?
0: Uh, I was working in human resources. So I got my degree in business because okay. um, I kind of just chose something and that's what my brother had done and it made mm-hmm. sense to, <laughs> to go that route. As you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I'd learned some things that actually were valuable to my business um, with Schmitz. But yeah, so I got a degree in HR. I was working for the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation in Chicago, a pretty cool um, organization. So mm-hmm. I felt good about, you know, the, the business I was working for so that, that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was always this like, ah, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And then the big move to Portland was sort of an attempt to to help figure things out.
2: My was part, that just on your own yeah. role or did something
0: happen? I had a partner at the time and we had visited out here and we both liked it. And we thought, hey, yeah. let's just shake things up and move out there and see what happens. Um, but again, I kind of like fell into that HR scene. I was working for Portland Public Schools. You know, I always, at least, I didn't love the HR work, but I was always trying to find companies that I at least, you know, felt, you know, mm. co- I guess proud to work for. Mm. The schools, the foundations and stuff. Um, but then I kind of was like, screw this I just I gotta make a change or I'm gonna get too deep down this path there's gonna be like too late to turn back and so then I quit and did all
2: sorts of good stuff like
0: what? <laughs> I, uh, I got a job working at a vegan hot dog shack um, <laughs> late night hours Damn. in Portland all the drunk people would go get their hot dogs and uh, were you working just front desk? no I was cooking the
2: dogs <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I'm just cooking picturing these the like drunk people going in and not know, knowing they're getting vegan dogs. Yeah, well, and they 100 yeah. You
0: know? They, the vegan was a big piece of it, but they also okay. had the, the real deal dog. That's, yeah. you, that's, you
2: that's your tagline.
1: From vegan dog cooker <laughs> right. to ex-slinger. <laughs> X <XX> millionaire. Right? <laughs> Literally went from cooking vegan dogs to yeah.
0: cashing out. <laughs> it's such a good story. And it was funny because the competition like for that job was fierce because everybody wanted like a service job in Mm. Portland and so I was like there's no way I'm gonna get this job
1: right you know in LA it's for serving and bartending jobs. yeah
0: yeah kind of similar um but the owner of the company liked me because I had a you know what he considered a trustworthy background and I had the business experience and he just felt like I was you know a strong candidate despite my lack of you know food service background but (laughs) so I was pretty excited to get the job and then I but my schedule was crazy I was working late hours and I would go to bed when the sun was coming up and stuff it was a little odd do you smell like dogs oh yeah fries
1: Dice. Yeah. yeah. Literally this man owns a hot dog shop and he gets <laughs> yeah. a like a person with like a degree, years of experience at like the John T. MacArthur Foundation. And he's looking at resumes, he's like, okay, subway two years, uh college degree, making seventy-five. Okay, he should have
2: you run the company.
1: <laughs> I know right? he's like I guess I'll go with you. You've got business <laughs> experience like what? Yeah,
0: I was doing all the inventory, and I were counting jars of pickles and all that. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: I think I learned a few well, things. He's like upgrading to inventory. Yeah. Of course, I honestly Damn. think I learned the most in the service industry. Yeah. Like waitressing, bartending, it was not cute, not pretty, not always fun. Would go to bed when the sun came up. Mm-hmm. But I learned the most about people, about how to handle myself mm-hmm. with anyone, how to, you know. multitask, Multitask. Yeah. Make like, money. Yes, you know, make money. <laughs> creatively. Like, yeah. Literally, yeah. My whole
0: philosophy has always been find val- some kind of value in every job that you have. You know, rather than mm-hmm. just I sitting there like pissed off. Why am I doing this? Just try to find something that you can take with you. It's easier said than done and looking back on it you know, it's a lot easier than embracing that philosophy in the moment. But um, I think that'd be my advice for people who are sort of struggling to find their way, you know, find their career path is just like take advantage of you know, where you're at and find some valuable lesson or something that you can take with you.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm. And from the hot dog place.
0: Yeah. The, what was my lesson from the hot dog place?
1: <sighs> Did you know it was a step in your path? No. Yeah. But I liked
0: it. I was, I it, was a, it was like a nice excuse to just step back, kind I think of take in Portland, it easy. in Portland you could do that, right? Did you feel yeah. like you were Yeah, and cost to- of living was cheaper back yeah. then in Portland, too. So, and I had saved up a little bit of cash. Um, but I only, you know, I burned out from that pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking a little trip cross country and sort of soul searching. And, and then when I, you know, throughout my journey, I had this thought of, I, I don't know what I want to do, but I know that I want to do something a little more meaningful and just have some greater impact on society. And that's when I landed the, the job with the kids. And that was all right before Schmitz. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then where'd you meet your husband?
0: At the residential
1: facility. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. He hired, he hired me. You, yeah. Yeah. So we learned a lot working together. And now we're working I'm together Schmitz. with Schmitz. And so it's crazy to think how far the two of us have come wow. together. Yeah. How long has yeah. it been? How long have you been Uh, We've been together about nine years. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: We have an eight year old son. Oh. He's amazing. What's his name? Oliver. Oliver. Oh, yeah, it, it look look like an a, Oliver mom. You know I was going to say that. Yeah. It's weird. Really weird. Even, maybe you've been stalking me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally> <laughs> <weird>.
2: <laughs> okay, so did you like in terms of like your entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit? Mm-hmm. Like where do you think that came from? Cuz it feels like like there has to have been a knowing somewhere, but you, like, you're like you like, I was yeah. soul searching, traveling, all of this. Like, did anything hit you or did you get like a hit of inspiration yeah. or meet someone who you, like was I think your... It's,
0: yeah, the, the entrepreneurial spirit has always been there. And I think that's mm. part of why I felt unsettled is because I felt like I should be controlling what I was doing rather than working for somebody else. And I can think back, you know, when I was a kid even... You know, even like at the lemonade stand that I would have in the summer, it was such an ordeal. I would make these flyers and my dad would print them out and I'd go d- distribute them to the homes in the neighborhood like a week before. You know, and what kids kid do does that for the lemonade <laughs> stand? So things like that. And then we'd have garage sales. Save the date. Yeah, exactly. It was. We'd have garage sales at my grandma's house in Northern Michigan. And I'd always have my little table and I was, you know, making deals with the kids around the hood. Oh, and I um, So I just, I've always had a little bit of that in me and I'm super competitive. Like you might not think it, I have a pretty easy demeanor, but... When it comes down to... Sure. Yeah. Attack. yeah. Bring it on. Damn.
1: I cannot see. Do you have any siblings? <laughs> yeah. I have a brother. He's a few years older. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you started making... Did you start making the deodorant first? It was a mix. Like, uh, What did you start making first?
0: I started with shampoo rinses. Oh, really? Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It
1: was basically um,
0: kind of like, like a liquid Castile soap and then I'd add different herbs. And it was funny because I was literally adding like dried herbs. And so you, my husband would be washing his hair and he'd come out like with pieces of rosemary like stuck in his hair. He's like, this is great, honey. Uh, <laughs> super sweet. Um, and then like these vinegar rinses. So that was like super basic. But then I started like um, getting more into lotions and formulations and emulsifiers and stuff that were more complicated. Um, the deodorant was one of my early products. And that was more just like my own personal goal to find something that worked you know natural deodorants have a reputation for being ineffective and that was definitely my experience mm. is that they just sucked mm. and so I wanted to make one that I thought not only worked but smelled good yeah. I didn't want those ridiculous scents that were you know everywhere in the conventional aisles um
1: I like the texture yeah you do your guys awesome mm. I yeah love the texture cool you know it feels so like good. I love I just love the texture yeah. I feel it going on I know it's there you know I just think yeah, That's I love it. the texture, I love the smell it works. Like it, it is it is I'm so thankful. I'm like so glad. I'm like oh great. Cool. Like I found something that. Loved. Nice. How long have you been using it? Um probably like 3 months cool. since the girls reached out, since Allie reached out. So started with the what's the why the rinse. Like I'd love to talk, you know, just to talk a little bit about like clean beauty, mm-hmm. what kind of products and ingredients you use, why they're important and like why you why clean beauty. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I was, I was pregnant at the time too. And I started, you know, hearing all these horror stories about um, chemicals that are in your everyday products. And, you know, before that, I didn't pay as much attention. I mean, I always appreciated products and, you know, um, was always trying to get the next big thing. But in terms of natural, like it didn't really come to me right away. Um, But once I was pregnant, I was like, shit, like this, you know, this is, this is real. Like this stuff Mm -hmm. is absorbing into your bloodstream and um, could potentially harm your unborn Mm -hmm. baby. And so, I decided to just um, try to make some of it. You know, not only the health piece, but I also thought it'd be really cool just to be like, I made this myself.
1: So Portland. <laughs> you know, and it yeah. fits into that whole, yeah. like
0: I said, the DIY, you know, maker movement scene. That was um, my opportunity to do something that I thought was, was different and um, compelling.
2: So what are you using in your products that, one is different than like I don't know the basis of like an, a regular like mm-hmm. you know yeah. store bought. We know aluminum's deodorant. in it, right? Yeah. What so, is
1: alum? Why is aluminum in it, and why is it bad?
0: Yeah. So antiperspirants um are made with aluminum, and the the purpose of that ingredient is to basically block your pores and to like, stop
1: you from sweating. Control us from yeah. different planets. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Aliens, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> was like, so the government can control yeah. us <laughs> through our armpit pores. No, it's true
0: though. But they literally block you and your pores and stop you from sweating which is kind of ridiculous and scary um, yeah. you know and so our philosophy which makes sense <laughs> is to let the body do its natural process and just mm. sweat but we use you know these certain powders in there that'll help absorb the moisture once you do sweat so you're not going to walk around all wet you know and um but you're not polluting your body with this nastiness Um and with schmitz you know we've never used the scare tactics right like we don't Run around saying, if you use any you're going to die and this and that. But there are enough studies out there that show that it is a potential health risk. Mm-hmm. You know, and our our thought is if you have two products and you know that one is safe and one is potentially harmful, like why not go with the one that you know you can feel confident in? Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: So, is aluminum the only bad ingredient, or are there no? There's
0: other? others. There's a lot of stuff, and a lot of um, deodorants. Uh, yeah, they'll have like parabens and phthalates, and these are all things that can you know, like disrupt your endocrine system and oh, just, yeah. um, just.
1: So, paraben.
0: Mm-hmm. What is that? That is a preservative. That um, okay. Yeah, and so Schmitz has um, you know gone the avenue of um, more natural preservatives that um, mm. actually work well in our formula because our formula doesn't have water, and water is one of those ingredients that can be um, mm-hmm. tricky with trying to preserve your product because water is usually what where all the bacteria and all that just happens. Mm. And that brings me to fillers too. So we don't use like water to, you know, puff up our product. A lot of brands might use these unnecessary ingredients just to make the product cheaper and, you know, give it substance for everything in our deodorant actually serves a purpose. Um, So, you know, we have the oils and the waxes and the butters and and the powders and everything in there is doing something valuable for your
1: skin. Mm -hmm. Mm. So parabens and then what was the second thing? Phthalates. Phthalates. Yeah, okay. and then there's also um like uh would those be listed as that on an ingredient label?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, and you'll uh, you'll see like Schmidt's kind of, you know, uh advertises that ours is made without that. and uh-huh. so um uh, our new newer approach is to not only, you know, talk about what's not in our products, but also what is in them. You know, like with our toothpaste for example, we really Your
1: toothpaste rocks. Yeah, thank
0: you. Yeah, yeah. we like to talk about all the added benefits and like I feel part those of me flavors feels like, are
1: crazy. Thank
0: you. Yeah, they're good. They're what's rad. what's your favorite?
1: I have like a jasmine chai or a jasmine one.
0: Nice. The pink yeah, one have. The jasmine I have. spearmint.
1: Jasmine spearmint. It's so good. And then there's like a chai one. Yeah. Like a vanilla Chai. Vanilla chai, yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm gonna try. Dude, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I so. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know. We'll get we'll get you <laughs> some. Um, but you
0: know, the adding these new products to our line was really just a response to our customers demanding more. Mm. You know, I always thought Schmitz was only gonna be a deodorant brand. And I think in the early days of the business, that philosophy got me far, right? I want to do one thing and do it really well and not try to be everything. Um, but then as we grew and got the customer confidence, um, it just made sense to add more because people wanted it. Mm. And so one day I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's, what do we want to add next? And uh, The bar soap was our next product. And that was an easy extension for us because we were able to duplicate the scents that we use mm. in our deodorant. So if you use like the rose vanilla deodorant, you can buy the rose vanilla soap. And it was just like a nice, you know, logical... Um, extension for us and then the toothpaste was a big one that, that kind of surprised people yeah but they they asked for it so they
1: got it what's in toothpaste oh fluoride
0: yeah so ours is not made of fluoride fluoride is one of those controversial ingredients
1: oh yeah it calcifies your penile gland oh blend. yeah Think that's maybe the controversial. That's thing.
0: yeah, that, that is a piece of it. And it's crazy because it, um say, Portland's yeah. the only city that doesn't have fluoride in their water. I think yes, it's the only city really? in the U.S.
1: So they yeah. say, so this is a so this is the controversy. So your pineal gland is what is like your third eye. It's almost like a tiny pine mm. cone, smaller than your fist. That mm-hmm. it's very small. It's like very small. And it looks like a pine cone. And you know, when the Egyptians or like other um types of people had like an eye on their thing, or they have like they would have the pineal gland throughout history in different places because it's basically supposed to be the place where your intuition lies, where your mm-hmm. gut lies, where you're able to connect with spirits or you're able to connect with different realms or different types of people. That's your pineal gland. It also regulates melatonin. So it's part of your hormone production. So... Um, Fluoride is supposed to, that's like the controversy around it, which is in water. Cities and states put it in water, I guess, to make it cleaner or make it more easily to drink. And then they also put it in toothpaste at a, at a high amount. And sometimes like Nestle puts it in a lot of their bottled water, mm-hmm. but it calcifies your pineal gland so that your pineal gland isn't like as active. Mm-hmm. So they say that like as part of the, um, co- or as part of the conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. that the government is trying to control us by putting fluoride in our mm-hmm. water and keeping us uh. numb to shut down our pineal Yeah, wind. and
0: there's definite benefits to fluoride though, but we, yeah. we want our customers to have that choice, right? Yeah. And so we start with no fluoride. If enough people ask for it, it's something we would maybe consider. But I think if they want the fluoride, they can get it in other ways. Yeah. There's special treatments mm-hmm. you can get at your dentist's office. There's special paste you can add onto yeah. your routine and stuff like they that. They clean
1: it with your dentist's office too. They use fluoride to clean. Mm-hmm. Literally don't take what I'm saying for your life, but that's what I've
0: got. Yeah, it's all worth considering. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What's the other controversy around fluoride, do you know, or was that it?
0: Yeah, I, I got to get back to you, but there, there's yeah. more for sure. And I, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't been
1: anti-fluoride
0: my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up going to the dentist and that was part of the treatment. It was like the the tray of bubblegum flavored fluoride, yeah. right? Where you could choose, right? Hey, Great, bubblegum, yeah. strawberry, whatever.
1: I remember choosing. Strawberry. Yeah. And what up strawberry? until
0: Schmidt's, I was using it. I have to admit, like it was one of those choices that was, um, you know, I'm not 100% clean, natural with everything because I can't be. and No one can, right? Um, and so, fluoride was one of those things that I decided I'm not 100% against it. I'm just going to do it. But then, um, when Schmitz came, I fell in love with the flavors. Yeah. And I understood that if that's something important to me, there are other ways to achieve it. And so, yeah. Love that. Yeah. And we, you know, we polled our consumers too before we released the toothpaste. Do you want fluoride or do you not? And um, the majority didn't want do you didn't want it. Them? Um, we do a lot of surveys through Google or um, other sources that we use. And cool. that's how we get a lot of our consumer insights, which helps um, direct our product development.
1: Um, yeah. You know who does that too? Um, the brand out of Australia. That's a clean face wash brand that we interviewed, Frank Body.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. A they lot of consumer polls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like their top consumers. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What has been the most challenging part about, you know, trying to convince? I know there's already like, uh, you know, people ready and willing to try natural products. Mm -hmm. But like, what's been the most challenging part just in your growth, like trying to grow it beyond that niche community?
0: I think just convincing people that the products are as effective as what they've been using. You know, Mm. Um, conventional brands are what we grew up with. And that's, you know, what our parents were buying. And I think just getting people to try something new and to trust that it can work just as well, if not better than these other brands. Mm. And I think that's where Schmitz really fits into the to the industry and our, our position in the market is that, you know, we're available in the masses now. Right, you can find us at Target, Walmart, Costco, and so, you know, it was a, it's a challenge for us to um, to prove that efficacy, and we've been successful at it. And I, you know, pulling the the mainstreamers over, not just that niche uh, customer who had been looking for natural. We're reaching out to, you know, people like my dad, a 70-year-old man in the Midwest, you know, who wants something that's maybe a little safer and he doesn't want to, you know, stress the uh, Mm. possible ill effects of the other brands.
2: Would there be any detriment to working with a Costco and like on a bigger Mm -hmm. scale like, was that a hard decision yeah. or was it like, no, definitely, yeah, we want this to Yeah, that's a good question.
0: Um, Yeah, from day one, I mean, one of my goals was always to make Schmitz as available to as many people as yeah. possible. And I know that's not the case with all, you know, indie brands. A lot of people have their certain um, distribution networks that they want to stay with it. And I completely respect that. And I think that's smart too. Um, But for us, we wanted everybody to have fair access and we wanted, you know, the people... In the Midwest, for example, who don't have other options readily available, we want them to be able to go into their local store and, and find it, and you mm-hmm. know, share that same um, access to, to healthy products at work.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: so we, you know, we're not just in those bigger stores; though we're still in the smaller mom and pops. So we're in, we're also in the Whole Foods, you know, all the natural mm-hmm. grocery stores. And I think that's one thing that definitely makes us unique. It's not easy to find a brand that kind of spans across all the diff- different distribution channels.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that always the case, or did you guys start and
0: we started? Um, you know, pretty locally and small, you know, kind of indie uh, shops yeah. and co-ops. And uh-huh. that's just kind of a natural progression with, yeah. any, with any product. Um, but it didn't take long before we got interest from some of the bigger natural grocery chains like Sprouts. Sprouts mm-hmm. came on pretty early, Whole Foods, of course.
1: They reached out to you.
0: Uh, Sprouts was a. I had a, we had a broker at the time who helped us get that account, but it didn't take long before they were, like they saw like okay uh-huh. yeah we have to do this. I mean customers were coming into all these stores asking for Schmitz, and so totally. it's been a pretty easy sell for us. I think we've been really fortunate where we didn't have to have a really strong sales team going in and like working their ass off to sell the concept mm-hmm. because customers were going in and asking for it. Yeah, and that's been true from from the early days.
2: Wow. Yeah. Did you have like a moment of like ext- like intense growth? Mm-hmm. Did someone use your product? and mm-hmm. yeah, or
0: we've had a couple of things that helped, you know, kind of push us forward. One of our early uh, influencer um, whose influencers who jumped on board was Alicia Silverstone. That happened um, within the like the probably the second year of my business, and she just had gotten her hands on the product and loved it. And then there was an article in Us Weekly that you know Schmitz was her favorite deodorant, so that was kind of cool. Oh, oh, I love that. That helped oh. propel our online sales. You know, we we're getting a lot of website sales through that. Um, I had a pretty early feature on Fox News of all places. Um, it was mm-hmm. a, the Carol Alt show when I got to talk about um, the you know dangers of conventional deodorants. Um, so we got a huge response from that, really? like, bigger than I expected. We were really? not ready for it. <laughs> wow. We were pulling all nighters. You know yeah, that? what happens it when was, that? Um, what do you do? It, yeah, it was funny because. Looking back on it, I mean, I should have known. I just didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, we're going to be on TV, like whatever. I'd one like, with them, yeah. Yeah. The like the I think
2: hell? we're right? going to get a lot yeah. of email. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Um, but no, I mean, the, my phone, I didn't even have a business phone at the time. It was still my cell phone and my phone was ringing off the oh, hook. Like the minute it aired, um, the orders were just piling in and we didn't even have the shipping system to handle it. You know, we were using wow. PayPal and with PayPal, you know, it's great for an order here and there. But when you have like mass orders, it takes like three minutes for each one to process. And so, we, you know, I'd process one and then it'd be like five new ones would pop up. I'm never getting ahead. Um, but then I, oh. I had a friend come by and he installed ShipStation. I feel like I'm like advertising ShipStation. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that no, actually saved good. us. And so, we were able to print uh, bulk orders. And, wow. Yeah, so that we learned a lot from that one. That was cool, though. I mean, we, it took us a couple of weeks to dig ourselves out, but um, that's wow. kind of when Amazon all happened too. Like we had a lot of yeah, these big Amazon, Amazon yeah, sellers like come in.
1: like as a seller. Yeah, it's annoying. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's
0: it's a great source of you know revenue and exposure for us, but at the same time, it's like you have to ward off some of these sellers who are like lowballing you, and you know you're throwing their, they're mm-hmm. listing the product at such a low price that you're competing with yourself, and it's just. It can get a little bit messy, but it's been great for us. I mean, it's it's helped with some exposure. Some people only shop on Amazon, you know. Yeah. We're finding that's not as true anymore, especially with you know younger shoppers. But mm-hmm. um, it's definitely an outlet that you know has worked for us, and it's somewhere we need to be.
1: So, what's the deal? Like you list on Amazon, and then people could buy from you and relist
0: it. Mm. Yes and no. So we we'll sell directly on Amazon. So we're okay. working with so Amazon where we send direct, product, yeah. and then they ship it on our behalf but then there's other uh, retailers who will buy bulk from us like let's yeah. say they have their own website for example <sighs> then they're going to also list it on Amazon so we might not even always know That's that their the- intention yeah. is to like throw that product oh. up on Amazon and so you know we put in measures to protect that and help you know maintain consistency across the price points but some slip through the cracks or maybe somebody will buy through a distributor that we don't know yeah, and, yeah so it just gets a little hard to manage where are you producing the products uh portland so really? yeah, yeah yeah we also have our um uh, product development teams and our uh, marketing team in downtown Portland. Really? Yeah, it's an awesome space. We have a, a Florida office as well where we have customer support and sales in the county. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's
1: Portland like?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's so, it's so comfortable and i just so appreciative of it for allowing me to build a business there. Mm. You know, I don't think I could have done it anywhere else. It's small, mm. but it's big enough where you have access to like all all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a slower community. It's, you know, I go to New York and I like have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LA's nice. Um, but yeah, Portland's just, it's a good pace. It's um it's easy to get around. It's getting busier. You know, it's definitely changed. I've been there uh, about 10 years now and I've seen the city change quite a bit mm-hmm. and it's getting a little harder to afford. It used to be the place where young people went to retire, you know, or work at the hot dog shack or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that's becoming harder to, to pull off and which I have mixed feelings on. It's, you know, sad to see some of these people get getting pushed out, um, but it's nice to see the city thriving and growing. Mm-hmm. So it's you know,
2: it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have to pitch to investors? Like to yeah? No, that I was that um story. Never that never
0: happened. We um so when when Schmidt sold to Unilever, as you guys mm-hmm. probably know, that happened in January. Um, but you know, several months preceding that, probably about you know six to eight months before that, we had been getting a lot of interest from all different parties, and mm-hmm. it was really just you know some of these bigger companies. Recognizing that Schmitz was taking a huge chunk of the market share, and they, you know, understood that they either had to continue to compete with us, you know, if you think about the big CPG brands like Unilever, oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, or they had to join forces with us and bring us on their team. And um, I think we've really filled an, um, a hole or a void in some, of, in a you know, company like Unilever who needed that natural company that, to come in and really kind of disrupt things completely. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you? So were you being courted by others? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty intense time. Yeah, why um, Unilever? Um, we we connected on a level that where we really recognized that they wanted to keep our brand intact. Like mm, their goal, like yeah, their goal was not to come in and shake things up and say, you know, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. They want they recognized the value that we had and, and knew that to change it, it wouldn't make sense. You know, they our customer base loves Schmitz for Schmitz, and we wanted to you know keep that keep all those relationships intact. And they you know made it clear that 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 was a possibility with them. And so, mm. yeah.
1: What have they helped you to do?
0: They've opened up, you know, greater access to distribution networks. Mm. Also supply chain has been huge. Um, the consumer insights. Mm. Um, just, you know, having that strong strategy behind us. I mean, we we were getting by with so few employees, especially at, you know, upper management level. I mean, it, I, I was doing a lot of the work and, you know, a couple of our managers were, were you know, doing their thing, but having access now to like, You know, people who Mm. have worked, you know, 20, 30 years in the industry doing this. It's just, it's been really refreshing. I'm
2: sure. What is your day-to-day now?
0: Yeah. So, since the acquisition, um, I have stepped away from the really, um, you know, strong operational piece. Mm -hmm. Um, The day-to-day nitty-gritty stuff that I used to be bogged down with um, is off my plate. Um, But I'm really supporting the brand on a, I guess, on a, a higher level in terms of, product development, so helping Mm -hmm. with that vision of, you know, what products come next, what fragrances do we want to see, what ingredients are interesting. Also, the brand team, I work really close with them to help sort of define, you know, the pathway for Schmitz and, you know, what is this, who are we now that we're, you know, part of this big conglomerate and how do we continue to stand out and that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Did you ever, during your journey, did you ever have a business plan?
0: No, never. It's it's so funny looking back on it and I, you know, it worked for me. Like, I was never one to really look too far ahead. You know, it was sort of just what's going on today and what do I need to be prepared for, you know, tomorrow Mm. or next week. But I found that if I got too ahead of myself, it was really scary and intimidating. And I think to help me stay on track, I just needed to focus on, you know, what was right in front of me. And I think that's probably not the greatest business advice, but it's really what helped, you know, me kind of on my, on my journey. Um, but no, I mean, when Schmidt started, there was no business plan. I mean, it was mm-hmm. literally from farmer's market to, you know, being sold in stores and that just continued to grow. And, Did you ever uh, think
1: it would be like this?
0: No, it's, but, you know, once you're in it, you get so caught up in it and you yeah. get you know, one big success and you're like, okay, what's next? You yeah. know, like, like I never really took the time to like even celebrate the small stuff right, because I yeah. was mm-hmm. so ready to like see what other, you know, big thing was was coming. Um, but now that I look back on it, you know, it, it was an, you know, eight year journey
1: Dang, and, uh, eight years. Eight, like Ooh. yeah,
0: I know it's long, but it's and short. It just sold, and it's just, so that was mm-hmm. wow. So now that I look back, I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I mean, literally, it was like a blink of an eye in a way. And um, it's so fun to go back to those really early days and just see how everything has changed and how much I've grown as a person. And how do you think you? Yeah, oh, man. I think like just the fact that I'm like sitting here on this podcast and that I'm so interested in, you know, sharing that's, my story. That's number one. Yeah, <laughs> right? You're here. Your, this, this podcast yeah. This yeah. has been my dream You're like, I I the way. job. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, but I mean, like now today, my, my goal is to really help inspire other people, you know, trying to start a company or do follow, you know, find their calling. And I. that's where I'm really seeing my value. You know, aside from seeing Schmidt succeed, I think as a, you know, on my own personal path, you know, beyond the company. It's really just to, like, help inspire and to let people know, like, you know, don't give up on whatever it is that you're you're scheming. You know, it's a possibility. And so, I think just that, the confidence I've gained to, you know, kind of consider myself um, a role model has been pretty huge. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
2: true. What have you learned in your relationship working with
0: your husband? Yeah, that we... Are meant to be together. if We've yeah. made it through all this shit, Aww. right? Yeah, I mean, we—he's amazing, and he is super intelligent and incredibly supportive of me, and just mm-hmm. you know, always you know trying to boost me and keep me um, at the forefront of the brand because he knows that that's what the customers want. You know, that's what they like to see is you know the founder and the story, and so he's been you know really great with that. He, um, yeah, just on a personal level too, like balancing all our family, you know, life is totally. Not easy, but I feel like we couldn't have done it any any better than we did. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: And does your yeah. does your son obviously uses the products? But yeah. does, is he like aware that like yeah, he's so cool. He's eight, you know, so he's not using deodorant, <laughs> but
0: he has strong opinions on fragrances, and Ugh. you know, he loves our bar soaps and uses our toothpaste. Yes. Um, yeah, he asked tons of questions and he has his own ideas for product development and what does he think? Yeah. He oh man, he had some good fragrances for deodorant. And there were one he came up with recently was um, you know the smell of a pencil eraser? Yeah, it's like that. It's a good smell, especially when you're a kid. I know what you. He's mean. like, I love the smell. I think you, need, you guys need to put it into a deodorant. Well, yeah.
2: Excuse me. <laughs> is he sitting at the head of the freaking boardroom table? Yeah. I am picturing it right now. Damn, pencil cutie eraser. Oliver. Yeah, he is a cutie too. Oh my yeah. god! No, he's funny. But like, I feel like if you get hits like that, you should probably I do know. it. I know, right? He he
0: has a little <laughs> book. He used to spend his free time in school like writing this little journal that we called his like product development book. And it probably only lasted a week, I mean,
2: but I was like, can't yeah. wait for my kid to have a product development. I,
0: I was definitely encouraging it. Yeah, mm. super cute. But he, it's so cool that he was able to witness the growth.
2: You know, I think it's the coolest thing. I mean, ever. the company
0: started with him literally in my womb. <laughs> and so at some of those, you know, early farmers market days, he would go with me and he'd, you know, be sitting in the
1: playpen. And
2: it's like you're it, infusing him with your like, yeah, spirit. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah, entrepreneur, it's part of that go getter. That is so cool.
1: Yeah. What advice would you give for like female entrepreneurs right now in this climate? Like, say they're just they have their job, but they're starting a side mm-hmm. business. What advice would you give?
0: I think there's a couple of things. One is just you know, stay in tune with your intuition and just don't always try to make sense of it, but just follow it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but keep things sort of Gemma. loose yeah. in the beginning. Um, I think if you are going to go like you know, the route of a product or a consumer package, good find something that you can do differently than what the competition's doing. Yeah. You know, with Schmitz, when we started and other brands were seeing our success, a lot of them were trying to jump on board and do the exact same thing. And it's like, you know, we respect their, you know, motivation and, and but also drive, but also like, yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out. No.
2: But like, but do it, but maybe do
0: it a little differently. Like find something that makes yours yes. unique, right? Yes, 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 and like yes, more power yes. to you. So I think that's key is just uh, finding your place in the market that, you know, you can be inspired by the competition and, you know, piggyback off of them a bit, but just like. Something specific to make yours
1: yours.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need do your own thing. Yeah,
1: I love that. Don't try to make sense of it,
2: right? The intuition Because I think piece that's how huge. we spend most of our time. Yeah. Overthinking, like overthinking, like overthinking,
0: and second guessing, oh, yeah. and it's like if if your intuition doesn't isn't the right answer, then what is? Like, there's no, you know, master spirit out there just like dictating your journey. It's like it yeah, is that totally. intuition
2: and. That is your master spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And where exactly, just so our listeners are clear, where can they Mm -hmm. find all of your products? Yeah.
0: So our website is um, Mm schmitznaturals.com. Um, you'll find everything there. And then, you know, following me personally, you can always yes. find me on Instagram. Yes. And that's I'm just Jamie Schmidt22.
2: <laughs> Love. Why two two?
0: Two is my number. It always yes. has been. Yes. And Jamie Schmidt was taken. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to tag on the buy 22. I <laughs> gotta find who that is. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So no, I mean, I yeah, definitely follow the brand. The brand's all over Instagram and Facebook yeah, too. And then crazy. me, like you can do a little sneak peek into my own personal stuff. Yeah, I think that's yeah. always special. Yeah. <gasps>
1: Very, very cool, yeah. Jamie Schmidt. yeah, all right, what are you excited about this year?
0: Oh man, this year, well, personally, my family's moving into a new house next week,
1: oh
2: yeah, oh, so I'm excited pictures. to settle in and yeah I'm sure
0: yeah that's super I just we've worked so fucking hard over the last eight oh, years, yeah. and It's just like settling into something and like I
2: feel so getting back you. to like mm-hmm. my
0: roots and like what 's important yeah. right, and it's like having time to cook and. Sit around and stare out the window, and so yes. having you know that I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, and more opportunities to educate. You know, I've been doing a lot of um panels and interviews, and it, I got back from BeautyCon, you know from last oh, weekend, yeah. that was awesome and great! Yeah, so more of that stuff I'm always interested in. Oh, yeah, that's so great! So cool! Oh, well, I feel that for 20? you. Oh, like, just thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then for so Schmidt's, like man. we have some amazing products. Yeah, what's coming in the works? There's yeah. um, you know, I can't really talk about exactly what's coming, but this summer we have something fun and there's more and more I mean there's summer theme our product roadmap is, is pretty impressive cool. so just keep wow.
1: keep your eyes on us um, the charcoal magnesium yeah. is the best I, or it's my yeah. favorite of the deodorants a popular one. and then with our um, for our listeners we have discount code so almost 30 gets you 20% off nice yeah so the girls hooked it up. Thanks, yeah. Allie and team. Yeah, best. Wow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, yeah, thanks for coming. So, so much listeners. fun. You made it with your Uber. All right, guys, we love you so much. We're excited for you to um, check out Smith's Naturals. We know you probably already know about them, but they are our go-to brand for deodorant and um, natural toothpaste and a few other things. So um, we love you. We're excited to share that with you and we will see you next week. See ya.
2: Bye. Yet another badass entrepreneur. Now yeah, what a doll! What a doll! What a doll! We love Schmidt. So get your stuff. That's a brand I'm really happy that we're working with. Same, because I really love their stuff. I just sent my mom a box. Actually, she should have gotten it yesterday. I should call her. Aww. Um, Of like, because we 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 got some a nice yeah. little package. So I gave her some of the deodorants and the toothpaste. It, they're so good. Dude, the toothpaste is so good. So good. <laughs> I love that. I have like variety of flavors. Same. I'm kind of over just. I used I used Tom's before and That's like- I like a- Sona I didn't sauce. know if it was working. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I really it. And I just like the mix up of flavors. I'm Same. like, oh, Jasmine Chai? <laughs> I know. I'm in. I'm in. Literally, I'm in. I'm <laughs> fucking in. So you can visit schmitznaturals.com mm-hmm. and you can use our code- Almost 30. For- 15% off. We practice okay. that eight times. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you could also get it at, um, you know, stores like Whole Foods and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, buy it online so you can use it. code. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, sure.
2: All right. We love you guys. Obviously, as always, stay tuned. We are going on tour and you can go to our website, almost30podcast.com slash tour and read all about it. Can't wait to meet in the flesh. Yeah. Love you guys. Have a great, great week.